0: Captain's logs. Con Solo. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. This is Captain Jean Luc Picard of the Federation Starship Enterprise. I already one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. You're listening to Captain's Logs and Lightsabers, part of the Geek News Now Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to episode 21 of Captain's Log and Lightsabers podcast. My name is Jonathan. I am one of the hosts on the show. Allow me to introduce the gentleman who is always with me each and every episode, my co-host, Chris. How's it going today?
1: I'm good there, Jonathan. How are you doing today?
0: Hey, man, I'm I'm good. It's been a busy few weeks, I know, for both of us with mm-hmm. uh, with the Thanksgiving holiday and everything. Um, oh, yes. How was your Thanksgiving, by the way?
1: Thanksgiving was actually pretty good. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see my parents because they were both sick. We don't know if it was COVID or not. They refused to get tested. Mm-hmm. But uh, we went to see my mother-in-law. She had a nice dinner uh, for the, for about 10 of us, and so it was really nice. And that was pretty much it. How about you? Uh, yeah, that's
0: good that you got to spend some time with your mother-in-law. I know she's mm. probably pretty lonely now, mm-hmm. so um, that's good that you got to spend some time with her. It's it's a shame that you didn't get to see your parents, but you
1: know, yeah, at the
0: same time, I guess yeah, yeah. You know, that's what you know. You you have uh, you have Christmas coming
1: up, so exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. um, My Thanksgiving was good. Uh, Do what we always do. We went over to my wife's parents. um, Her mom cooked and had the whole family over. And, you know, we had our uh, fill of turkey and noodles and all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) good. Good. It was a good time spent with family. And then Kylie and I caught a couple movies, I think, over Thanksgiving break. So.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. That's great.
0: All right, so I'm glad you had a good holiday. Uh, Christmas is coming up, so I know you're looking forward to that as well. But let's uh, let's talk about the, the real meat of the uh, episode, and that's with How Did
1: You Geek This Week. Chris, what do you have for me? Oh, I've actually done a couple things. So just under two weeks ago, I went to the December show of uh, Co- uh, Steel City Con here in Monroeville, it was a. There were no Star Trek actors. I don't think there were really any Star Wars actors either, it, except that for maybe a guest star. Chris Sarandon was there. Um, I know a lot of people know him from from what the original uh, Child's Play movie, and I think he was in another movie. I can't remember. Uh, another Princess Bride. That's it. That's what it was, Princess Bride. Yeah, so he was there, um, but I uh, didn't get to see him. It was a very busy show because Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, and Christy Brinkley from the Vacation movies were there. So that made it super busy. And then some wrestlers, like The Undertaker was there, and Ginny Weasley from Harry Potter was there, and I think there was a Power Ranger that was there. There were a ton of people. Uh-huh. Um, and one that I was really particularly happy, I didn't meet her in person, but I – watched her panel was Vicki Lawrence from Mama's Family. Nice. That was a blast, you know. So she
0: appeared as Mama for some of the photo ops, right?
1: Yes, it was, it was actually she told us the very first time she ever dressed up as Mama to take photo ops with fans.
0: That's impressive that she decided yeah. to do
1: that to do that in Pittsburgh exactly yeah of all places you know <laughs> but yeah, i mean the place was busy it was cold people were outside the doors there was barely any room to move but even despite that and it, it being a little stressful it was still a lot of fun i bought some really great stuff you know some I, I didn't I, I don't think I bought any Star Trek stuff, surprisingly, but I did buy a, another stuffed animal of Grogu that's, that somebody was selling. Can't ever have enough Grogu's. <laughs> uh, a couple of Blu-ray sets, and uh, I bought the uh, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock soundtrack on vinyl that nice. was originally released in 84. So have that uh, to take with me to listen to at work. I have a record player there. And
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Can I interrupt you for a minute? Yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, speaking of picking up some physical media, uh, you would never believe what I found in the Dollar Tree uh, DVD bin of shame. what did you find? <laughs> I found both uh, Star Trek II and Star Trek IV on Blu-ray for a buck twenty-five
1: apiece. Wow. Okay. Did you pick them up? I did. You did? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Dollar twenty-five. That's a that's a pretty good deal for those. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah.
1: Go ahead. I, I, no, I completely no. threw off your flow. No, that's okay. You're fine. You're fine. But yeah, the show was really good. One of the things that I did buy that I was really happy about, and I got two of them. I remember when uh, it was during the 20th anniversary of the original Star Wars movies, and they released a special edition. Remember in the bag of Lay's, they had a, a, like a, a send away for an Obi-Wan Kenobi force figure.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I
1: got, I've been wanting one of those for years, even though I heard it's not the greatest figure, but I loved that, that promo. And, from that time. And I finally got not one, but two, they were a dollar a piece. Oh, that's great. So That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's
0: cause I mean, even at the time of the episode one came out, wasn't, uh, didn't, didn't Pepsi own Frito-Lay or the other way around? Because I I remember the Pepsi being a huge marketing campaign with, with the prequels, of course, you know, Oh, definitely the
1: cans and everything, Mm -hmm. the pop cans. Those were, those were great. Those were great. Yeah. But didn't Pepsi
0: own Frito-Lay at the time too?
1: I think so. I think okay. that's the way it went. Yeah. You know, so but yeah, Steel City Con was was really good. And uh, so I'm looking forward to the one that starts the next one starts on March 31st. The big one that I'm looking forward to seeing there is Kelsey Grammer. Uh, obviously, he played Fraser Crane, but he also mm-hmm. was in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. So that's, that'll be a cool yeah. one. The only other thing I geeked with this week was uh, on a Saturday. Saturday, I went out with my Star Trek uh, fan club, the USS Stella Parada. We had our uh, ship Christmas party. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun, good times, played a dirty game, you know, good, to- <laughs> good times had by all, you know.
0: <laughs> That's good. And, and Brandy went with you, didn't she?
1: Yes, she did. Yes, That's she good. did.
0: That's mm-hmm. good. Glad, glad you both had a good time.
1: Oh, yeah. Something to get out of the house. You know?
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So how did you geek this week? Uh, so
0: how did I geek this week? Uh, I went to see the new Avatar movie at at the uh, AMC Twenty Two Waterfront in in Pittsburgh. Um, you saw the first
1: Avatar movie, didn't you? Yes, one time in the theater.
0: Okay. Did you see it in 3D or no?
1: Yes, in 3D. That was crazy. How how wild that was. Well,
0: can you imagine 13 years later what 3D looks like?
1: I was wondering if it was going to be even better.
0: <laughs> oh, my yep. gosh. Um, I mean, I really, really thought that the the first Avatar was – I mean, it was a visual treat, of course. It was amazing. Sure. It looked great. And even, even still today, it looks pretty good on my mm-hmm. home TV. I mean, I'm sure it looks better in the theater, you, you know, but – it looks pretty good on my home tv and 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 the new one of course you know they waited so long because james cameron just wanted the technology to be uh to be able to complete his vision and really sure. bring what he had seen in his uh, in his mind uh, you know to life and 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 glorious uh splendor you know And, and yeah the 3d in avatar the way of water was really really good completely next level but just like we also saw it in dolby vision which is kind of their premium format for sound and picture yes i've never seen like such incredible looking cgi like it looked like a video game Really? Just the way ridiculous. that, like, I can only imagine what, if, if this is what video games look like in five years or six years or 10 years, <laughs> what are movies going to look like?
1: Sure, uh, absolutely. Yeah,
0: and, and I think a big reason why it looked like a video game, I did a little research and it turns out that a lot of the movie was filmed in uh, 48 frames per second. Okay. Which is double what film typically Uh, is presented in so it's typically 24 frames a second right okay so the fact that it was double made it just look so much more uh i don't know (laughs) just just visually stunning oh sure sure and and i and i thought the story in in the second one was better than the story in the first one um i'm looking forward to seeing what Plot threads they kind of left in the new movie get picked up if there's going to be a sequel, which I know Cameron has three more planned. But the
1: movie is unfortunately not doing that well box office wise. Are you serious? You know, I'm sure there are many different reasons for that. Though a lot of things have changed since 2009 with with the pandemic and people streaming and you know people wanting to just kind of stay home and and just watch things from the comfort of, of their recliners, basically, mm-hmm. you know. But that's yeah. a shame. I hope it. I hope it picks up because you know you're right. A lot of people waited 13 years for that movie. Right. And hopefully the
0: holiday weekend kind of helps with that, or the holiday break. You know, maybe maybe it'll. I mean, it'll never make what it made in the first weekend, but maybe it'll at least have some
1: legs. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that would be sad if they didn't because of that. They didn't the money. They didn't make any more afterward. Mm-hmm. You know, and then his vision wouldn't be completed, and then the fans would be kind of left hanging. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, if you get a chance to see it, I know you like the Cinemark, so I, I would definitely spring for the Cinemark XD or whatever the, the
1: highest format is that they have there. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think I'll get, I'll hopefully be able to give it a try and go. Brandy refuses to go. She went with us to see Avatar in 2009. She said that was the worst three hours of her life. <laughs> That's fair.
0: It, it, no. it wasn't. I mean, like I said, it, it was the story was definitely not original but it was visually mm-hmm. stunning i mean oh, the story yeah. the story has been done better at least two other times you know it it's a lot like basically the story of avatar is very similar to Lawrence of Arabia and even uh dances with wolves oh okay if you look at the story structure, beat by beat, yeah, it, it follows those pretty closely. Oh, gotcha,
1: gotcha. <laughs> so that's all why right. it
0: kind of, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's a tropey story, but I guess that's why story tropes exist, is because they are popular. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, all right, um, hey, do you have any news items for us? Anything recent in the Star
1: Trek world for news? Oh, just not much. I, all I know is that, I guess, the, the Star Trek Prodigy action figures, there wasn't a whole lot said about it. They were supposed to be coming out originally in October of this year, but it looks like that they've been bumped, moved forward by Playmates Toys, and I guess they're going to be coming out in the spring of 2023 at, at this point. They're not going to have every character. I believe they're going to have, well, they're going to have Dahl with Murph, I believe. Mm-hmm. They're going to have mm-hmm. Bank and Pog. Let's see who else. Uh, Gwyn is going to be there and uh zero i I might be i might be missing one uh, but i've seen pictures i don't know if you've seen pictures of them but they look really good
0: nice nice i haven't
1: i haven't really looked into them i'm still
0: hoping for a murph plush i know we've been talking about that and chasing that for a while
1: but oh definitely they made them for one i think it was new york comic-con and they gave them out to people yeah, was yeah, the same. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, and a lot of people were like jealous. Are like, I wanted to get one, you know. So they're right. If they if CBS is smart, they'll 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 license those. I'm surprised they didn't do that and then have them ready for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. That, you know, a lot of people would have had that. But that's the small bit about Prodigy. The only other thing that I could find uh, w- was for Strange New Worlds. So season one's finally going to be coming out on DVD, Blu-ray, and Blu-ray Steelbook. Oh, that good. release, Yeah, that release date is March 21st, 2023, and it's got about 90 minutes of extras that nice. are going to be coming with it. Yeah, so if, if people are into Strange New Worlds, there you go. It's going to be coming out in March.
0: Nice, nice. I wonder if that content will be available anywhere else.
1: That's a good question. I, do they, to your knowledge, do they ever release any of that content onto like YouTube or uh, or anything else, or do they wait until it's been out for a while?
0: Sometimes they'll release it on YouTube, but sometimes it'll just be a teaser and it'll say buy the set to get the rest of it. Or you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm hoping like, well, I mean, now that Paramount Plus is kind of the exclusive home for everything Star Trek, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they do what Disney Plus does and put a lot of uh, like behind the scenes and featurette content on the actual show page, right? Sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. I hope they do that as well. And I hope they bring the Star Trek movies back to Paramount Plus.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think for some reason that's it's being really difficult to wrangle those.
1: Exactly. I I, I don't know if they went to another stream or if they went to like Hulu or Netflix or, or whatever, but you would think those being Paramount movies, they would be on Paramount Plus. It you know, be- and they you and keep the whole Star Trek franchise together. I think that was a bad move on whoever made that decision, but I guess, what do we know? You know, it's hard to say. It could
0: be even something as simple as the streaming rights to the Trek movies belong to prime video or Netflix or wherever for X number of years because of an existing contract. So perhaps Paramount plus is just waiting for those, uh, the, the contract to expire so that they can claim it back.
1: Oh, that would that would be great. That would that would make sense, definitely. Yeah.
0: That's typically yeah. how it works, because that's yeah. a big reason why some of the Marvel movies didn't go on Disney Plus right away when that launched is because they had streaming uh, contracts elsewhere.
1: Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm just confused about it though, because Paramount Plus had them, and then they're gone again. So I don't know, like how the how, that, if it was a contract thing, that was that's bizarre. It's just yeah. It's, you know, well, hopscotching.
0: Right, right. And it's hard it's hard to say how yeah. often those streaming rights flip flop. It's it's it, yeah. It'll make your head spin trying to keep up with it all.
1: Exactly. I just i I'm just glad I have them all on physical media so I don't have to worry about it. There you <laughs> <go. That's... laughs> exactly. Media, I just okay. I just sit right, and so I just sit back and watch the fans complain on like Trek movie or something, you know? <laughs> that kind of stuff. Just just content to watch the world burn around you, huh? Pretty much just sit there <laughs> and pretend to eat popcorn and just watch the drama. That's right, know? that's right.
0: You're exactly. just for the comments
1: exactly yes sir yep all right
0: so i don't really have much news either uh, i have one major piece of news from the star wars side of things and mm-hmm. that is uh it's it's award season right so um i was kind of hoping that star wars Andor would get some sort of recognition and it turns out it has um for the golden globe uh Both Diego Luna has been nominated for uh, Best Performance, and then at the Critics' Choice Awards. Andor was nominated for both Best Drama Series and Best Actor for Diego Luna. So I, I, I'm not sure if the show is going to have a, a snowball's chance in hell of winning any of the awards, but it, it's at least nice to see it's being recognized among shows like Yellowstone and 1923, you know, and Severance, right? Like, these are heavy hitters in prestige TV, and it's nice to see that Andor got that kind of attention.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful, you know, um, because you don't always see Star Wars going into the mainstream like that or, you know, a lot of sci-fi or pop culture for that reason. So for that matter, so think that's wonderful. That's good. You know, and uh, it was it was a very interesting first season. It's one I'm definitely going to have to completely rewatch and try to get through with the flow now that I can just binge it. But yeah, it was it. Does the tone of it was so different? I just did a rewatch of Book of Boba Fett. I actually think it's better than I first thought it was. It was actually very entertaining, and it had some really neat story moments and story uh, components, and brought in some great, interesting characters. Oh,
0: absolutely! I think I mean, I, and I like how it all came together at the end, how it all tied back to Ferrex. Like yes. That was incredible, you know. The, the show starts on Ferrex and ends on Ferrex, and just oh man, Aunt Petunia or Marva's speech yeah. was just incredible. Oh yes. my goodness! Mm-hmm. Like, and just the way that the everybody in Ferex came together to fight against the Empire, it was
1: glorious. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the rewatch. You know, definitely looking forward to seeing the whole couple episodes with the prison. That was really that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. That's that's the arc that finally pulled me into the show and was
1: like, yeah. yep, this is the one. This is why I'm watching. Definitely, definitely. But I'm looking forward to Bad Batch coming, but I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit here. We
0: are, <laughs> we are. We're going to hold off on that for just a little bit, and we're going to circle back around to... Star Trek Prodigy, because I know last time we recorded, Chris, you hadn't really caught up with the show, but I know you're at least you're not fully caught up. I think you're two episodes behind, but you've at least seen, uh, what six of the most recent block of 10 episodes.
1: Yes, absolutely. From episodes 11 to 16. I've been watching those over the last couple days and I'm definitely enjoying this second half of the of the first season better than the first. Not that there, or, there was any bad thing with the first part, uh-huh. but it you know it took a while for the, the characters to kind of come into their own and you know kind of learn about some of the skills that they have and learn to work together as a crew. Now you have a like, rock talk, is now she's interested in science, so you're seeing her grow more than beyond just being some brute brute monster uh-huh. you know, who was like a security officer. Doll starts is starting to become more confident in his leadership abilities. And he doesn't seem to be as lackadaisical with it as he used to be. Gwen is starting to come around and realize a a lot of what has happened, the the bad that her father has done and what they, them using the proto star to destroy the Federation. She knows that's wrong. So that way she's, you know, so she's joined the crew because she believes in their cause. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. You know,
1: I think the, the, uh, the arc was zero. Accidentally revealing himself to Gwen through his reflection right. on Doll's badge. Yes. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a perfect way of handling that whole situation because if you, as you know, with the Medusans, if you look, if you look at their real appearance, that you, you go mad. A human a humanoid will go mad. Right. And right. so so that reflection thing, even though she didn't get a full look at him, it was just enough. And I think they created something really neat about her just losing her memories. Yeah, you yeah, know? I thought that was a really cool approach to it. Absolutely, but I love the fact that for a kids' show, there was a lot of sadness and remorse and guilt in this character that you it often felt like it would be more appropriate in a live action or you know more serious show,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and it was actually it was he handled it beautifully with with in my opinion. With, oh, for sure,
0: that, oh, for you know, sure.
1: And, and they didn't just have a quickly where he forgot about it. He brought it up over a couple episodes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? I I
0: just consistently love the fact that this show is. It's Star Trek for adults. It's made by Star Trek fans. It's made for adults who love Star Trek, but also are looking for a way to bring their children into a franchise that they love so much. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great how, you know, there's so many little clues and, and Easter eggs in there for for longtime fans. Like, have you noticed any crazy, like, uh,
1: Easter eggs? You're like, ah, oh, look at that. Yeah, I've I've seen a few. Um, I can't remember a whole bunch of them off the top of my head. Uh, Well, I mean, certain things they put in like uh, in the episode where they finally meet Vice Admiral Janeway for real on that snow planet when they hide the protostar and they had the Zindi Zindi reptilians were actually in there. I mean, who would have thought to use the Zindi again? after enterprise and there they were and i was like wow this is really great i was hoping to learn more about what the zindi were up to but i had to remember it's a 30 minute show Mm -hmm. and that wasn't Mm -hmm. the plot line but that was really nice when they get to that relay station in one and after they get into the alpha quadrant the 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 medical officer or the the officer on board was denobulan that Mm -hmm. was that was really cool never seen one any outside of enterprise so that was dr fox yeah Exactly. You know, uh, the episode where they come across the colony with the the what were they what they call themselves, the enterprisers or whatever. <laughs> you know, they, it was like they copy they copied off yes. of Captain Kirk's mission, you know, and, and they, they made the episode funny because they had these these characters kind of like with mudded up names of the, the Enterprise mm. characters. And how you had uh, James T. was actually acting like William Shatner in the episode. I love that episode you know, so
0: much, and exactly. I was waiting, waiting, waiting so patiently for you to watch it so we could talk about it. So oh,
1: absolutely. I, I had it, a feeling you would get a kick out of that. Oh, definitely. And then what I was really excited about is that they kept the aesthetic of the original series. Yes! You know, it wasn't It wasn't anything from Discovery or from Strange New Worlds. They honored what came before and it was respected. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I haven't, in a long time, I haven't felt like that's been respected. So I think, I think this, to, for them to embrace what really was there back then, uh-huh. I think, I think was a love letter to the, the people who created Star Trek in the past and designed it and and everything. I just thought mm-hmm. it was wonderful getting to see an original series Shuttlecraft again. And then that episode just had a, an adult kind of, uh, story like if you yeah. think about it with the whole what was it plasma leaking into their it was impacting something what was happening with the in a reaction with the dilithium crystals and it was causing some sort of i guess radiation sickness or whatever mm-hmm. or something like that something and, yeah yeah again it's not something you would normally see in a, in a kid, child's tv show but there it was right you know so right. kids are actually getting to experience what star trek in the 60s was all about mm-hmm. you know and and learning about helping people and right. solving problems and working as a team. Yeah.
0: You know? And, and the, you know, that episode, I mean, everything in that episode comes from a place of love and respect for the, for the source material. So.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it was just beyond beautiful. For so. Sure. And then, you I, know.
0: I mean, honestly, I can't wait for you to watch the next two, especially episode 18. I, <laughs> um, that one was, that one had some funny moments, and there's, there's a callback that I'm hoping you catch, because uh, okay. it relates to something we talked about recently on a previous episode.
1: Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll try to watch those last two in the next couple of days, and then I can, we can touch base about it. Yeah, That'd be great.
0: absolutely. And then what did you think of uh, all the, the,
1: the stuff we found out about Doll's past, his creation? Oh, no, that was very interesting. Now, one th- these the current Star Trek creators seem to have a major obsession with Khan. <laughs> they, they think, for no reason we keep wanting to go back to Khan, to Khan, to Khan. Okay, that's all fine and dandy, but you're right. Twenty, So he was found, he's, he was a human augment, mm-hmm. and his creators augmented him with DNA from 26 different species. Yeah. So they say, like, It was Vulcan, Tellurite, Klingon. They, uh, yeah.
0: and, and they were dominant and recessive traits.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then when they, he had that implant put on the back of his neck by that surgeon, he started actually physically morphing into the different uh, geno- like species uh-huh. that he's a part of. That, that was really fascinating. So I'm curious to see why they created Doll, why they put so many species. Things like that together. Like, what was the point? What was his mission? The only thing I kept thinking about was, ironically, Shinzon from Star Trek Nemesis. You know, he was created by the Romulans just to mm-hmm. replace Picard. You know, so right. What was behind Dahl? Well, I think you know, he's
0: just created. He was created to kind of be the ultimate life form. You know, mm-hmm. with with the best qualities of every single known race in the Star Trek universe. Right. So that I mean, he was he was basically selectively bred with dominant and recessive traits to try to get to create the the, the perfect being is what I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing that really makes sense, you know. Um, but I'm I'm sure that they're going to explore that more and more sure. as time goes on. I also not love not the until fact
0: until that season two, I'm sure,
1: uh, at least at least something tells me though they're not going to if the series goes for a long time they're not going to wait that long. I think they're going to be itching to get that. That out Based on the pacing and what they're revealing in each episode of the show up to now. Um, mm-hmm. I also really love the episode where they all talked about where they all came from. Because I kept wondering mm-hmm. how did a Medusin or a Tellarite or whoever else get from the Alpha Quadrant get to the Delta Quadrant? Now it makes sense. Uh, now, Dahl, we don't know exactly. All we know is that he, he said he was raised by that, that Ferengi female. Right. You know who sold them, It turned out, right. You know, so there's not much on him. Gwen, we finally get figured out where she came from, why her, why the diviner came back in time. You know, uh, Jankum Pog was aboard a Tellarite sleeper ship. Then what was in, this was a new piece for Tellarites. They said, you know, they actually any uh, Tellarite orphans are actually put onto sleeper ships for their their long term exploration. I thought that was that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, that they that was, did that. Yeah. You know, um, and the fact that he left his ship to save oxygen for his crewmates and unfortunately got caught, you know, pretty cool. And then uh, Rock Talk was in some sort of carnival kind of show, and she was tired of being the one who kind of looked bad and never won. So she found a way to win and won, and they basically kicked her to the curb. I thought and, that was
0: great that she was yeah. basically yeah you know, I I wonder if the uh the creators or whoever wrote that episode were uh are fans of wrestling because that was like uh Rock Talk was always set up to be the the heel the one to always take the the loss uh, to the mm-hmm. hero character.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean you can see by the way it was set up and everything somebody had have had a pretty good knowledge of that, you know. And then we got to learn a little bit more about uh Zero and the Medusans and how he got lured away and got trapped. Mm-hmm. And, and sent to the Delta Quadrant and It was nice to see the Medusans just kind of flying around And seeing what they could do in their natural state So you know, just overall this show Has just been absolutely amazing It's definitely got the spirit of Star Trek You know it, at first when I thought the show Was going to be about these you know Runaway kids or basically You know whatever they I didn't really like the idea of it But they really turned me around on it It, it, it feels like good Star Trek It's good Star Trek to get kids interested into the franchise I think it's yeah. wonderful
0: yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm looking forward to see how the season wraps up with the next two Ooh. episodes, and then you know, sometime next year, you and I will catch up after the series is complete, and uh, we'll talk about uh, you know the, the last four episodes. I guess. Absolutely, oh, right. I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah, so, absolutely. <laughs> me too. Don't get technical with me. Logic is the beginning of the wisdom Valeris, not the end. A Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense. So I think on that note that uh, we're going to move on to kind of a look into the future, actually, considering that we just talked about looking forward to the rest of Star Trek Prodigy in 2023. We're going to talk about the projects that we are the other projects uh, from Star Trek and Star Wars that we Mm -hmm. are both excited for to premiere in 2023. So. I'm going to start by just kind of going over the a few things that are coming out on the Star Wars side of things uh, mm-hmm. over the first three months of 2023. Uh, the first thing that we're, we get, and we don't have to wait too long at all, is the two-episode premiere of The Bad Batch Season 2. That's going to be available January 4th, 2023, and then the season will finish with another two-episode block, the finale, uh, at the end of March 2023. Then we've also... uh, (laughs) It's going to be a good year, or at least a good March on Disney+, Plus for Star Wars fans, because not only are we getting the last, say, six episodes of The Bad Batch Season 2, we get the first few episodes of The Mandalorian Season 3, which premieres on March 1st, 2023. Uh, We got a trailer from Lucasfilm that promises to show us Mandalorian live action, some pretty cool-looking space combat scenes with uh, Din Djarin's new ship. Uh, And I'm sure we'll get plenty, plenty of Baby Yoda or Grogu or The Child or whatever you want to call him we don't care exactly just call him what you want and love him that's all we ask exactly <laughs> exactly awesome. all right so why don't you give us a couple uh star trek projects chris that are coming out in 2023
1: in all right i'll be honest with you i think the one that's p- people are most excited about at this point is star trek picard season three at this point so and uh, as people know it's bringing back all of the next generation cast for uh, the final season of the show. And basically, the synopsis of it is that Dr. Crusher is away from Starfleet and she's serving on a former Starfleet science and medical ship called the SS Elios. And out of nowhere the ship is attacked. Mm-hmm. Crusher then ends up sending out a, a message to Picard asking for assistance. Uh, and then at this point it's Picard assembles his former crew and they band together to help Dr. Crusher. And apparently they go on board the USS Titan, the Titan a, which is a, apparently a constitution three class starship. And uh, I guess they, I don't know who the captain is yet, but seven to nine serves as bo- on board as the first officer, continuing her arc from season two, mm-hmm. where she was given a field commission into Starfleet. And there's a new main villain out there that, for this season, and her name is Vatic, and she's played by Amanda Plummer, who's the daughter of Christopher Plummer, also known as General Chang from Star Trek VI, at this point. So, I watched the trailer several times, and right now what I'm getting is this Vatic has something out against the Federation. She's out for revenge. Look, she's seeking something for vengeance for something.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: she, She even said at one point in the trailer that she was hoping to watch the Federation burn. At this point, or stand up yeah. from the ashes. Yeah, here's the actual quote: "We will scorch the earth under which he stands, and the might will br- and the night will brighten with the ashes of the Federation. But first, we will have vengeance." So basically, what the the Executive producer for this season, Terry Metalis is saying is that basically this is going to give a proper final ending to the Next Generation cast, which he didn't believe they got in yeah. Star Trek Nemesis. And apparently the cast agreed with that as well. Some of the cast are actually super excited about this. Gates McFadden, who plays Dr. Crusher, said that she, this is the best Star Trek material she's ever had for her character in 35 <laughs> years. And uh, LeVar Burton, who plays Geordi, he said that if he never gets to play Jordy again and he ends on the note that his character does in season three, he'll be satisfied.
0: I am so excited to see every one of these classic next gen characters come back, Chris. I mean, Oh, I know.
1: I know. (laughs) So so I guess, there's there's a few updates on that we know about the characters. Yeah, Picard doesn't have much of an update right now. We just we know he's still an admiral, and we know that uh, his girlfriend Laris, apparently is going to be in some of the earlier episodes. So mm-hmm. we'll start, apparently they're either still together or they're still working together, whatever it is.
0: Uh, I'm just I'm just uh, I'm I'm not thinking that things are going to turn out well for Picard and Laris with it, uh, Crusher yeah. back in the mix. I think that is a
1: very good point.
0: Yeah, I, I think we're gonna finally get some resolution to the will-they-won't-they they, uh, that we got for seven years on Next yes, Gen. Yes,
1: exactly, exactly. Um, so with K- Riker, he's still a captain. We see him in uniform in, in several of the trailers, and he I, it's, it looks like he helps Picard to get the Titan A so that they can go on whatever mission they're going on. One thing that I did read in doing research for this is that apparently Picard is going to be having some conflict with Dr. Crusher and Riker. Mm-hmm. During the season, it's going to be kind of stretched out throughout the season, not just resolved. So yeah. that made me kind of wonder, did Picard and Crusher actually get together at some point and break up? Could that be why they they, or did they just have some sort of falling out?
0: Who knows?
1: You know, it, it's, it's that's the interesting part is right. being curious what it's going to be about. Right. You right. know, there was no real update on Troy. Um, all they said was she was on board the ship with Picard. I guess it was the Titan. And she said that she could sense a darkness out of the villain. So that's really all we know now. LaForge, I didn't know this until I completed my research. He's actually going to be a Commodore in this season. Oh, uh, nice. And, yeah, and it was confirmed I, when I watched the trailer again. I saw the Commodore pips on him.
0: Nice. So
1: that was that was neat. And he, he's his character now has two daughters, Alondra and Sydney, and one of them I can't I, I can't remember which one it is is actually going to be played by his real life biological daughter.
0: Oh, so, that's fantastic. Yeah. So that's oh, going to
1: be great. really cool. Yeah. Let's see here. Finally, at least we know LaForge finally met somebody and got laid. He had no luck during the next generation. <laughs> that's for sure. I can't and believe gonna... you just said that. Well, I'll <laughs> say it again. He finally got laid. <laughs> that was a running joke with Jordy. He couldn't get any girlfriends.
0: Right. Uh, you know? poor, poor, poor Jordy.
1: Exactly. And exactly. I mean,
0: he always pined for Leah Abrams, though.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. And then Worf. This is the, the one part that fans are. Concerned about it because Worf says he's now a pacifist, and in the, one of the trailers it says that he, you do not know the sacrifices I've made to get to the point where I'm at, or to this point mm-hmm. here. So who knows what's happened in in between Nemesis in these last twenty years? Right. I'm know? just,
0: I'm just impressed how good Michael Dorn looks in in full Worf get gear again and, and prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Man, yes, uh, you know, and, and he, he looks he's, like so a, gracefully like.
1: <laughs> yes yes he did and, and he looks like himself there were a lot of us fans were worried that they were gonna redo his makeup like the discovery klingons oh, i don't I did that would not have gone over you didn't I did think? Not
0: think that for a minute
1: a lot of fans did no. i i didn't i didn't i wasn't sure i was just hopeful and Listen,
0: fandom fandom doesn't know <laughs> what they think they're gonna see they everybody mm-hmm. yeah they always you know fandom always doom scroll doom says and you know whatever they're they're always you know Oh, it's always the sky is falling, the sky is falling. But yeah, sure. they, they were not going to mess with the character like that. I could have I told you that.
1: Right. Well, good. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad you were right. <laughs> he looked like himself. So let's see. Is there anything else going on here? So we know that so in addition to Laris returning, we're actually going to have a couple more surprise Star Trek characters coming in. So we have Professor Moriarty reappearing, and Laura is apparently going to be in it. And in the trailer, he looked like he looked like he was human. So that will be interesting to see what role lore plays and why he looks mm-hmm. like an older Brent Spiner, basically. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and apparently Tasha Yar, Denise Crosby, is supposed to be appearing in some form in this season. Uh, I don't know if she's going to like have some sort of little bit to remember Tasha Yar or if she's going to come back as Sila, or what. But apparently she's going to have some small role in mm-hmm. so- something. And then... Apparently, uh, the movie, the inspiration for this movie was Star Trek 2, and for several different reasons. They, went, they made Vatic very Khan esque, I guess, in her mannerisms and, and her motivations. And apparently, Vatic and Picard are going to be playing what was called mental games, like Khan and, and Kirk did in Star Trek 2. They're going to have space dock back in it. It's not the same space dock from Star Trek Three, from what I read, but it's very similar. They're mm-hmm. trying to bring a lot of those old movie elements in. Even if you look at the Titan A, the saucer section looks very much like the original Enterprise saucer right. refit. Yeah, you know. And then uh, I guess they're bringing in the Botswain whistle. You know that whistle that they blow when uh, a flag officer, or somebody's coming aboard.
0: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, one of those. And they also have a couple Star Trek p- behind-the-scenes crew members coming back, like Dan Curry, who was a visual effects producer. He even created a new Klingon sword called the Kurlith mm. for to use. Visual effects artist Doug Drexler is returning, Starship designer John Eaves, and graphic designer Michael Okuda, which is excellent. So we can yes. c- continue to see a continuation of the graphics from the past.
0: Right. right. Maybe a nice refreshed Elkars interface.
1: Exactly, exactly, (laughs) and then in terms of the music, they have a new composer this season, Stephen Barton. And the, he said that the music score that he created for the whole season, he described it as, "quote, a six ho- six and a half hour love letter to music to the inca- incomparable Jerry Goldsmith, James Horner, and the Star Trek: The Next Generation composers. Very nice. So this is going to be a, a wild season. It's going to be, yeah,
0: and, and I'm hoping the music gets, uh, nice, you know, some good attention. And I hope, but I hope it doesn't di- distract from. The, the the content of the show though either it, it you know oh, right it has to work in in harmony with each other
1: right right now one question i've been asking myself about this is if any of the next generation characters finally die in this in this season how am i going to feel about that again tng is my favorite show it's yeah. what got me into star trek so watching the characters if they die will be pretty will be hard but if what i said to myself was is if it's done right and it honors the characters. Mm-hmm. I'll be cool with it, Yeah. you know, as long as it's that way. I mean, the, the actors are getting into their seventies now; they can't play sure. them forever. No, so, of course not yeah, right. So, I mean, at least if they can have a proper send off, a proper goodbye, then I, I'll be okay with that.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely want to uh, express how excited I am for the finale of Picard and and all of season three. Like, I, I'm just, I'm so psyched.
1: Oh, definitely. Real quick, uh, the, the, it's, so Picard Season 3 premieres on Paramount Plus on February 16th of 2023 for 10 episodes. The series finale of Picard will air April 20th. Oh, so
0: it's going to be a very busy uh, March and April then, <laughs> or February, yes. March and April, I
1: guess. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yep.
0: we're, we're definitely getting a, a very nice buffet of uh, content uh, of our favorite franchises, aren't we?
1: Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. We're we're lucky.
0: Let's cover a couple other Star Wars projects that are set to come out. And remember how I said March is going to be a busy month? Oh, yes. Well, buckle up, because it's not going to get any less busy mm-hmm. <laughs> for oh, Star Wars nice. fans. So the, uh, the next game in the Star Wars Jedi series that uh, EA Games and Respawn Entertainment uh, released, uh, I believe it was 2018, was when Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order came out, so the next game is called Jedi Survivor. Uh, It takes place about five years after the events of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order at the, kind of at the height of the Empire's reign, because at the, you know, during the timeline of the first game, it was, the Empire was just really getting started and they were still, Uh, Very much sending Inquisitors after and trying to kill and hunt down the remaining Jedi. So this is five years in the future and it seems like a lot has happened and this game is going to be extremely dark, uh, which is what has gotten me really excited, uh, which we'll talk about more later. And then uh, to kind of explain the five years in between games, there's going to be what uh, Lucasfilm does best, and have a tie-in novel. <laughs> and uh, okay, I am a sucker, and I will buy it. I have already, actually, I already have it pre-ordered. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, and that releases on March 7th. So the the game releases on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, uh, but the book comes out 10 days prior on March 7th. And this okay. is, like I said, it's going to explain the events of uh the you know in between the two games and it's going to tell you what the hero of the first game cal kestis was doing in that five years along with his found family that uh they all united together during the first game you know because of course one of the big big lingering themes with star wars is the power of found family so right yeah so i'm really excited for both of those but uh Chris, I know you have uh not really you're not a gamer, I know, no. so um but it's probably not that exciting to you, but trust me, I am geeking out right now.
1: Oh nice. That's right. So, like, so what what game is it gonna be on? Xbox, PlayStation?
0: It's gonna be on Xbox, PlayStation, both. Uh PC, I believe. Maybe not day and date with the console versions, but it definitely will come out on PC at some point.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, well, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I see a lot of people, you know, playing games all the time and they seem to really enjoy it and get into it in, in the, the lore or what it adds to the lore. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when you, when you're starting to play them and you, you want to report on them, definitely right. do. That'd be great right. to hear about.
0: And if, if you don't really like the whole video gaming thing, you can actually watch YouTube videos of all the story stuff kind of stitched together. Um. So, if it, and, and what's nice about the game is, Until another live action project or animation project comes out that proves or that that tells the story. Otherwise, basically, the game is considered canon. So uh, all the events that happen in the game are happening in canon in the Star Wars universe.
1: Excellent. That's wonderful. Engage.
0: Oh, well, I guess you would have more Star Trek content because there's another major show that we haven't talked about yet that starts uh, at some point in the new
1: year, right? Yes, there are actually several that are, are be at different points. So, Star Trek Discovery will be heading into its fifth season. Now, at this point all that it says is that it's going to be early 2023 on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if it's going to be coming out after Picard or if it's going to be Strange New Worlds will be after Picard and then Discovery after that. Right. That hasn't been clarified. Right. Discovery season 5 has been filmed and it's in pre or post production at this time. According to the synopsis for this season given by Paramount and CBS, apparently it is, quote, the greatest treasure in the known galaxy is out there. And apparently there's some sort of mysterious power that has been hidden for centuries. And so I guess the Federation is going to be trying to vie from other powers to try to find out what this hidden power is. And other dangerous groups are going to be looking as well. So, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was very vague, and I watched the teaser trailer season five. It didn't really give a whole lot. It didn't even have a whole lot of words. Yeah. That that quote about the greatest treasure in the known galaxy is out there was said by one of the new characters, I believe, that Callum Keith Rennie is going to be playing mm-hmm. some sort of captain. Uh, his name's Rainer, okay. and he's described as a wartime Starfleet captain struggling to adjust the piece. So yeah. not sure how he's going to fit into all of that, but uh, – <sighs>
0: I'm starting to get a little sick of Discovery having all mm-hmm. these world altering plots. It's yes. just so old. Mm-hmm. And I, this may actually be the season that finally turns me away.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if anything, lo- Star- Strange New World success should show people that that's the formula that seems to work. There's nothing wrong with serialized stories, but if you make it overly grand and overly epic and the whole galaxy's at risk in, in every season, it does. Yeah. It gets monotonous and old. Yeah. Now, here's a quote that maybe you'll like. It was from executive producer and producing director Olatunde Osinsomni. He said that the fifth season of Discovery will take more storytelling approaches from TOS and TNG. And really, I think you should throw Strange New Worlds in there as well. Yeah. And he said, quote, more exploration and more adventure. Now, they seem to say that every time they're, pre- mm-hmm. they're previewing a, a new season and that falls flat. Yeah. Now, but again, though, with the success of Strange New Worlds, I'm thinking maybe they might take more of a lesson from that and might try incorporating that. But all we can do is wait Hopefully. and see, you yeah. know. Yeah, it, I
0: mean, I, like I said, I, this
1: may be. I, I'm going to give this season a chance,
0: but this might be the one that does me in. Right, right. That's
1: a shame. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I wonder if this will actually be Discovery's last season. There hasn't been any word yet on season six, but I mean, it's still a little early. But you know, this Star Trek uh, regime kind of has the the tendency to kind of renew shows pretty quickly, <laughs> <laughs> very early, right? Right. Some even before they premiered, they already get second seasons. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, but at the same time, now that these streaming services have been out for two, three, four years, mm-hmm. uh, they're finding that you're going to find that shows get canceled more frequently because none of these streaming services are making money. Most of them are completely Underwater and, sure. and losing money, and it's up to you know for Paramount, it's up to things like Top Gun Maverick to you know to balance the books, right? Yes, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I know Disney Plus is losing money, and HBO Max and Discovery, it, it's all losing money. So yes. I, I think you're going to find that these shows don't get renewed uh, as as willy nilly as they used to.
1: Okay, well that that's that's interesting to know, definitely. Definitely. So yeah, that's basically all I have for Discovery. Um, There are going to be two characters named Mole and Lack. They're apparently outlaws that are going to be recurring characters throughout the season. I guess they'll be vying for this mysterious power. So So that's pretty much where we're at with that. So good luck to them. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so uh,
0: I know that you had mentioned Strange New Worlds is coming back at some point in twenty twenty three. So, yes, uh, what do we know anything about it? Uh, and, and do we know anything about Lower Decks or what the the direction that that show is going to go?
1: So they did mention a few things here and there about about its about the crossover with Strange New Worlds and 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 Lower Decks. Right. I, I guess there are going to be parts that are animated and parts that are going to be live action. I'm not sure exactly how it's all going to work. Are they going to kind of mix it back and forth? And some people were wondering if this was a, a, uh, some sort of time travel story or an alternate timeline, or was it taking place on the holodeck on board the Cerritos? Apparently one of the producers made the comment that it is going to be the lower decks. People will actually be on the enterprise. I think it's going to be Boimler and Mariner, if I remember correctly. So yeah, but apparently Jonathan Frakes directed it, and apparently yeah. it, it's supposed to be a really funny, very well-done episode. Yeah,
0: I mean, I really like Lower Decks. I had the chance to catch mm-hmm. up on it, and I love the humor. Uh, I mean, it is definitely not a show for kids, unlike Prodigy. Right. Um, it is a show for grown-ups. It's, it's adult animated comedy, kind of like Family Guy, like Rick and Morty, like uh, The Simpsons. Um, but you know, I really enjoy the show, but it, it, you, again, you can tell it's created by Trek fans. They just have a, uh, a, you know, a, a, more, um, offbeat sense of humor. Yes. Yes,
1: so. absolutely. So we'll see how that meshes with strange new worlds, right? right. It'll be and how's that going to
0: work with the time travel? Cause I mean, yeah. the, it's what a
1: century in between, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, hopefully they don't. It's something that that was well thought of, and it makes sense, and it's not some like goofy like port key kind of thing, Harry Potter esque stuff. Well, and is is lower decks even considered canon though? I you know I think lower decks actually is considered canon. Okay. Yeah, I think they did rope all of the of the animated series, even the one from the seventies, is now considered canon, and that had been <laughs> deba- that had been debated for decades. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. That. Yeah,
1: yeah, but I mean, if you go on to memoryalpha.org, you'll see it's counted as one of the right. series. You know, right. so but it, there's not a whole lot of other news going on. I mean, we all know that Paul Wesley's coming on board and playing Captain Kirk, right. and that he'll if we're going to see him as during his time as on the Farragut as a lieutenant. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a new chief engineer played by comedian Carol Kane. Her name is her character's name is Palia. Mm-hmm. Yeah they, the the uh, the producers felt that they wanted they were considering bringing Scotty in, but they thought it was too early to do that. Yeah, yeah. So there wasn't much really brought up about Uhura. Helmsman Ortegas. Apparently, she's going to have one specific episode in the season that focuses on her. So fans are really hoping to kind of yeah. get some interesting information on her.
0: Yeah, I like her character.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's she's fascinating and very interesting. And she seems to get. I haven't watched a whole lot of Strange New Worlds, but it seems like she gets what? away with a lot. With oh yeah, I have not watched much of it. Come I'm 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 behind more on Star Trek than you would you would think. It's weird? <laughs> I told you earlier I'm a, I've been a bad Trekkie, bad bad <laughs> Trekkie. Okay, just, just timing. And then uh, so Spock, I guess they're are going to see a little bit more of. I guess Spock's going to be wrestling with some more of his human side, and experimenting with with emotion, and apparently that's going to have some sort of influence on the whole Spock to Pring relationship. And yeah. uh, let's see, Pike's uh, Pike is basically, I was. I watched a video from Pop Culture on YouTube, and they made the comment about basically Pike seems like he's going to be living life to, to the fullest because he knows what his fate's going to be. So they're, he's going to embrace that a little bit more. Number one, or Una, we, they're hoping that she's going to – She'll mm-hmm. I guarantee she'll come back on board the Enterprise even though she was arrested for being genetically engineered. Right. You know, and then Lon Nunean sings, she took a leave of absence in the next to the last episode. It's going to help that girl who got abandoned on the right. Gorn attack their ship. Um, but we all know she's coming back on the Enterprise because we've seen her interacting with Kirk. So, <laughs> you know, so, and you know, these regulars, they, they tend yeah. to stay leave for an episode and come back for whatever reason. Right.
0: Right. You know,
1: absolutely. So there is, again, no release date. But again, the podcast show on YouTube said that they believe that based on the pattern from last year is that it strange new worlds premiered right after Picard. So season three of Picard ends in April. Mm -hmm. They're thinking that it might, the the premiere episode of strange new worlds might be around May 4th.
0: Yeah. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, the timing makes sense, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right. Uh, any other Trek stuff that you're aware of coming in 2023?
1: Well, we know this lower deck season four will sure. be premiering in 2023, but again, no date. Right. And apparently the show is currently in production. The writing began in April of last year and they were voiced or this year and then they started voice recording in June. Okay. So hopefully we'll get some news of that soon. Yeah. And then Prodigy, you know, still finishing up its first season. Uh, it's got the action figures coming out and it also won an Emmy for outstanding individual achievement in production design.
0: Nice. Nice. Yes. Yeah, that's that's really cool that, you know, that these shows are getting a little bit of love, at least, you know. Yes. I mean, I don't think any Star Trek will ever get nominated for like the the big performance uh, awards, but, you know, they can get a few for
1: technical technical achievements. Hey, exactly. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. So it's it's nice to see Star Trek trekking along basically at this point. So what do you have for Star Wars?
0: Well, I mean, that's all I have. Uh, I mean, we do have the Ahsoka show coming out at some point in 2023. And, of course, you know, <laughs> if you know me at all, you know I'm excited for that. Um, yes. Because, you know, she is my favorite character. Uh Otherwise, um we have... A, another show coming out that was kind of announced out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, hey, we're done filming it, and that was uh, that Star Trek skeleton crew, which mm-hmm. um, is going to involve, uh, somehow involves Jude Law in Star Wars, which is pretty incredible. They, they landed somebody like Jude Law, yeah. uh, and uh, a bunch of kids on a on a ship somewhere in the Star Wars galaxy. I don't know any more about it than that, but I'm excited for that, too, just to see what mm-hmm. it's all about, but you know, there's almost no information on it uh, otherwise. So that's really all that we're aware of for 2023. Cause you know, Lucasfilm and they, they really keep a lot of that stuff very close to the chest. You know, yes. they, they only reveal when they're ready. Yes. You know, and they, they keep everything
1: very, very secure. Well, and, and you know, that's a good thing. You know, the less <laughs> sure. it leaks out, the more people enjoy it and, and are surprised by the stuff, you know? Yeah. So I think that's wonderful all right fascinating let's take a minute let's talk about what we're most excited
0: for uh from star trek and star wars in 2023 pick Mm -hmm. pick one of the upcoming shows or animated series or whatever that you're excited for and and tell me what you're most excited about
1: all right so without a doubt it's season three of star trek picard seeing the next oh yeah seeing the next generation cast reunite for one last big adventure uh, seeing that the, the fact that they're bringing all these past characters in with Moriarty and lore, you know, the this, this season seems so packed, jam-packed full of stuff, you know, and yeah. you're never going to know what's going to come up, and you're actually going to see. So right. that's going to that's gonna be super exciting. Also, the Enterprise F, you know, is going gonna, is gonna to be there in, in the show mm-hmm. to some capacity. Sure. I'm hoping we learn a little bit about the fate of what happened to the Enterprise E. That would be nice, or even if we saw it. Yeah. But just getting the at least an enterprise in it is going to be great, and you know seeing seven and nine, you know as as a first officer on board the Titan, get a new ship, it's 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 exciting. So I can't wait all the way around. How about you for Star Wars?
0: I think that the thing I'm most excited for is the the season three of the Mandalorian. I mean, uh-huh. I'm really interested in getting more of the backstory behind. Uh, Sabine and, and uh, Bo-Katan's time with the Darksaber. I know that that was a huge deal in, in the second season, how, you know, when when uh, Sabine gave it to Bo-Katan, instead of Bo-Katan winning it in combat, that's kind of what led to the downfall of Mandalore, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. what we're led to believe. And I think we're going to see Din Djarin travel to mandalore what's left of it you know on his quest to uh become a mandalorian again according to death watch and his little cult that he's still holding on to for whatever reason right exactly Uh, yeah so i'm really excited to see more stuff on mandalore i'm excited to see more darksaber lore um I'm yeah. looking for more sequel trilogy connections. I, I've, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the sequel trilogy, especially the rise of Skywalker. Like I liked, I mean, I liked the force awakens. I love the last Jedi. I just did not really care for how it all wrapped up with, um, with uh, the rise of Skywalker. So I'm hoping that some of the material in, uh, in the Mandalorian season three, I know we're getting Babu Frick so maybe we'll get some you know info on the uh the first order and how okay. it's forming in the unknown regions maybe we'll get some sort of connection because they've they've kind of been dangling some clues in front of us you know with uh, all the cloning tanks in season 2 of the mandalorian you know showing what looked like snoke in one of those containers uh-huh. like you know you can see that the empires or rather the emperor's plan b his backup plan is you know starting to come into you know we're starting to see how the pieces all line up and how that all came together and how you know all of a sudden in the rise of skywalker he's back right
1: that's right, that's
0: right. <laughs> so i'm just hoping that we get a little bit more uh lore to to feed my um hope you know my desire to at least get as much enjoyment out of the sequel trilogy as i do get out of the other two or you right. know I'll, I'll even take 50 percent of the excitement i get from the first two trilogies i don't care at this
1: point Right? exactly yeah exactly <laughs>
0: so, what are you what are you looking forward to in mandalorian season three
1: actually every single thing you just said okay. about the, I, the mandalorian season three i definitely can't wait for i, I really want to see the what the follow-up to bo katan and Her needing to get the the dark saber back from and yeah, and you know what have the Mandalorian and Grogu been up to since the end of since they left at the end of Book of Boba Fett, you know, together on that little ship? And Mm -hmm. I'm looking to see more of the capability of what his new Naboo starfighter can do.
0: Heck yeah, man! That's that's
1: a beautiful ship. (laughs) That's a beautiful
0: ship. And I love how they put like uh, basically an exposed engine on it, kind of like a muscle car.
1: Exactly. Which exactly. I'm sure,
0: if George Lucas has seen it, I'm sure that makes his heart happy.
1: Oh, sure, absolutely. I I, I'm looking forward to seeing what's happened with Moff Gideon as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean,
0: the moment that we saw him in season one, cut through the TIE fighter with the dark saber, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna keep my eye on this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you never know. He's shady. You don't know what he's up to. <laughs> yeah. You can see it in his eyes. You know.
0: Right. 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 So, and then I'm, of course, I'm excited for Jedi Survivor, but you know, I talked about that because I really loved the first game. I thought, uh, honestly, it's probably one of my favorite Star Wars games of all time. Mm -hmm. So, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with the combat system because it looks like they've made some major improvements. Uh, It looks like your character um, now will gain the ability to dual wield lightsabers, much like my Ahsoka does. Right. So, I'm
1: really excited for that as well. Well that's great. So it sounds like Christmas is gonna be coming a little later for everybody, but it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it in the long run.
0: That's okay. Delayed gratification is okay.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Give us a little
0: time to recover from the holidays before taking more of our money, right?
1: Exactly, definitely.
0: <laughs> oh, I actually I wanna go back to really quick, I want to just go back to uh Picard season three because yes. I I just realized there's something I wanted to say uh, that that you uh, had mentioned. Okay, so I don't know how I missed this and I, that Amanda Plummer is Christopher
1: Plummer's daughter. What? How did yes. I not know this?
0: I don't know. I didn't. I, well, I didn't, I didn't know again.
1: it either. Right. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know it either. But it, they. They. I guess I don't. In one of the reviews of the trailer, one of the trailers it mentioned that that he was or she was his daughter.
0: That's you know? crazy. I just I don't know why I never made the connection because they're both mm-hmm. British.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and I and I I, I love Amanda Plummer. I mean mm-hmm. you've you remember her uh, iconic role in pulp fiction, don't you? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm excited to see I mean, I know, <laughs> I don't think we'll get any speeches from Honey or like on the level of Honey Bunny in yeah. in Picard Season 3, but I'm just, I am excited to see what she brings to the table because mm-hmm. it has been a long time since I've seen her anything.
1: Exactly. I'm just praying that they make her a very interesting villain and that her anger, re- wanting revenge against the Federation, it's not hollow and it yeah. doesn't make sense. You know, right. Star Trek's kind of gone to the well with that one too many times. I want revenge against the Federation. You know that that's getting tiring unless sure. they can find a creative way to actually do it though. and, and if they got a really good experienced act actress doing it, you know that gives me some hope. And also, you know super Star Trek super fan Robert Meyer Burnett is actually he's been very critical of the current Star Trek shows, yeah, and well. he, he is absolutely in love with season three he he said. <laughs> he got a pre- a sneak preview of it so
0: right. i mean everyone's got an opinion right exactly yeah. exactly yeah. but i'm
1: hoping that that means you know that things are on track and it's going to be sure. it's going to be blow our minds right hopefully okay well
0: i uh i think that's about all of the content that you and i have to discuss that's new but i i wouldn't mind taking a moment to kind of tease something that i'm working on mm mm-hmm. mhm Obviously, you know, we spent a good part of this episode talking about Star Trek Prodigy and how Chris and I both really enjoy the show, but I just wanted to give you a little uh, teaser of maybe something to come. Uh, I am working hard on trying to get a, a, uh, a gentleman who worked on Star Trek Prodigy to come on the show for an interview, so... Stay tuned, guys. I, I'm really hoping that uh, this works out, and uh, it, it should be another... I mean, it's been a while since we've done an interview episode, since we've found anybody to come on the show, so I'm really hoping this works out.
1: And Exactly, yes. And it'll
0: be fun to talk to somebody who worked on a, uh, possibly Chris and I's favorite Star Trek project.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, Prodigy definitely gets two thumbs up and a whole bunch of other things, yeah, too.
0: For sure, yeah. for sure. So yeah. that's your teaser of what's to come why don't you tell us what you're excited for from Star Wars and Star Trek in 2023. Go to, uh, go find us on Twitter at cllpod and tell us what you're most excited for in 2023 from Star Trek and Star Wars. Hey, give us something from both that you're excited for. And I think that's going to do it for episode 21 of captains logs and lightsabers podcast. Uh, thank you for sticking with us for this long. And, uh, as always, my name is Jonathan. My co host is Chris. Any final words for the audience?
1: Oh, just Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year to everybody.
0: All right. That about covers it. And uh, as always, may the force be with you.
1: And live long and prosper.